Welcome to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast with Shredded Ed, Cardio Johnny, Paul C, Matt Mork Super Troll, and Brazil Hadley. The best infotainment show around where you'll hear us joke, banter, and debunk all the nutritional myths you've heard time and time again, helping you get fit, healthy, and shredded. Welcome to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast, episode number 64. I'm greeted by one, probably not quite so shredded Ed nowadays, but nah. Yeah. I've, I've still got abs. Still got abs there? Yeah. That's all right. That's good. And what I suppose we've also got one uh, doesn't do so much cardio Johnny anymore as well. No, my uh, my cardio days. <coughs> well, funny enough, actually, that's some cardio today, actually. But it, was, it, was, it wasn't planned. I went in the gym to do legs. And to know, just nothing works. I said my legs didn't work. Couldn't get warm. I was like... Your legs didn't work? No, they wouldn't work. What you like? Did you like pull yourself in by your hands? I think I did. Just it just weren't happening. I had a, I had like five sets of squats, leg press, um, bent not bent over rows. What I'm about um, Romanian deadlifts, calf raises. I thought, do you know what? I can't face it. I just it was like half seven, eight o'clock. No, I thought not. This is not happening. I'll do it tomorrow instead. But then cardio, the cross trainer for an hour. So. Actually, the name fits today. That sounds horrible, mate. Yeah. yeah, if it was boring as well. But, however, I took my earplugs, thankfully, plugged it into the machine, stuck it on YouTube, and uh, listened to Tom Billu interviewing some people. I thought you were going to say Tom Jones. No. <laughs> Tom, I can't have the name Tom, Tom Billu, Billu, whatever. The guy who no. Go okay. Speaking of quest, what do you think about the bars, Johnny? I can't. I've tried four bars ever. I think they're shit. I've tried a PhD. It's quite thick, quite chunky bar. Whatever that is, diet way bar or something. Diet way? No. Uh, smart. Okay. Smart bars. Yes, yeah, say so the smart bars are quite thick and chunky. The diet way ones are more uh, chewy and kind of that. Um, I've tried both. Chewy ones are nicer. The, the smart bars are crap. So I thought they're not. The smart bars are amazing, mate. Oh bullshit! I just think you've got the wrong bar. I don't think you could eat a smart bar and say they're crap. I don't I, think anyone would say that. I just think he's being like Matt and he's trying to be the opposite of what everyone else is doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Controversial. <laughs> <laughs> I quite like the maxi muscle bars. They're like short little fat ones. They're quite nice. The ones from Home Bargains. Yeah, they do sell them in Home Bargains. Yeah. Quite a lot of the time, anyway. It depends, like the new, the, so the dark label ones, the dark packaging, the newer variety or recipe, they're better than the old ones. Although I don't, I, I'll, I'll eat either of those, as in they're okay, but they're nowhere near, anywhere near the best bars in, in, that is available. Nowhere near. Probably not. But I, I'm, I'm limited. I haven't tried. It's probably more than five, but it's probably less than ten. Yeah, well, you probably tried every bar available in Wales. Let's be honest, didn't you? No, there's only there's only six available in Wales. I had to go to England to get another four. Uh, are you, <laughs> you, I felt uh, I felt disgusted paying you lot like three pound for a fucking protein bar. I was I was just going to say that there's a few bars that you've had in Wales, aren't there, mate? Bah. <laughs> <laughs> I like nice bread. So sharp. <laughs> uh, what? Well, I come back to that. 
Oh, I've got a good one there, but I'm a t- very uh, uh, <laughs> not very PC for this podcast. It's too too early in the episode. <laughs> what is it? Yeah. That, uh, oh dear. Is it about the Welsh? No, it's not about the Welsh. It was something to do with comeback, but um, I'll leave that one at home. Uh, <laughs> hey, oh, right. <laughs> should we uh, should we get an update from Ed? What's been going down, mate? Uh, yeah, good, mate. Good. Just working, ticking along, being myself. Um, yeah, not much to update really. Uh, I've been getting pretty well. I, I was getting really consistent in the gym, and I was enjoying training. Everything was going up, lift wise, and then I haven't been all week. <laughs> so uh, it's typical. As soon as you get into the rhythm, just everything crops up, and um, yeah, you just can't go. So that's a bit shit. But um, apart from that, no, things good. Okay. So outside of Johnny doing too much cardio, what else has been going down in the world of Jonathan Lewis? Um. Um, what has been going down? Eliza's walking, that's what's going down. Mm-hmm. Not my world, but in her world. Mm-hmm. Walking. Mate, that does affect your world, doesn't yeah. it? And the funny thing is now, is she's she's shouting, like screaming, mm-hmm. um, waiting for a reply. So because mm-hmm. I'm childish, I will, sh- I will shout back. And yeah. then it's been a back and forth, she's shouting, laughing, shouting, laughing. So it's mostly been babe, baby stuff, rather yeah. than you know, anything like the gym's going well. Um, apart from that, um, not been a lot, really. Ah, I see you bought some new shoes. I have. Guess I kind of need that when I start walking. Have I bought new shoes? Oh, yeah, yeah. Or no, you were going, uh, going shoe shopping, I should say. Oh, no, we were. Then it was armoring down. But so I'm not going to bother. Oh. So you, I, I thought you were going to be proud of me, mate, because it actually proves I read your emails. Do like it. Oh, good. I'm trying to be more. I'm trying to be more story-like now, so it's not so boring. Yeah, it's good. No, I think um, people. Um, where, where can people sign up for these emails, Johnny? Because obviously, if they want to read your uh, usually daily emails, where can they go to do this? Do you know what they can do? They've got two options. They can either go into the group Facebook, and when they apply, not apply to be in a group, when they join the group, then I will tag them all with. And post, and it will be you will get an ebook, download that, and you'll be on the email list. Or you can go to the nnncoaching.com and click free ebook, and you will download a nice little ebook about Gin Brownie currently, and then you'll be on the list. And you'll be getting some loving from from the NNN team mm. via well, email. Well, you really, mate, let's be honest. Well, you know, it's from all of us, aren't well, you really, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, There'll be some stories going on. They're not boring. Oh, well, I don't think anyway. Uh, so, it's always a story to tell. So I'm getting quite used to it now. No, I like it. I, I, I read them every day. Yeah? Yeah, I do. Use bread. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but then again, I also listen back to our own podcast, so it doesn't really say a lot about me, does it? Mm-hmm. You're dedicated to the cause. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. What have you been doing? What have I been doing? Uh, obviously, after my birthday week last week, um, had the week off work. So, no work this week. So, I've been out and about places. Um, still stuck to my diet. So, uh, still mini cut macros. Um, there was one day, the Tuesday, 
so uh, Tuesday we went to a place near Thetford called High Lodge, and it's basically like a big uh, park slash kind of like wildlifey thing. It's not not a zoo, but they've got things there, and like there's a go ape. I don't know if they're. I think the national go ape, aren't they? They do yeah, like. Yeah, near me. Yeah, so obviously they do like um, high rope swings and stuff like that. Maybe. We didn't go on that, but just went there with my mum on her birthday, my dad, my sister, and my brother-in-law, and their two kids who are five and six. Which is obviously so good. They right, so we took our own food and made sure I took my own kind of Marks and Spencer skinny burgers, which are banging for the calories for the macros. So they're they're well worth for anyone that likes a burger. They're worth a little little trip to Marks and Spencer's three for a tenner. So um, yeah, got some of those. I think I posted on my Instagram just said like I can have a massive barbecue lunch for like six hundred calories or something, which is uber cool really so it just means that you don't have to you don't, you don't have to go mad on social occasions we tenuously look at that oh it's like i planned it Ooh. <laughs> look at these breath <laughs> anybody would think this has been scripted yeah actually no nah, it just, just sprung to mind if i'm honest but no so we'll come back to that um so yeah i think that one day i did go over uh by a few hundred calories which is Usually I like me because I'm quite consistent, really. Like, um, I have, I will say over the past, so I've been now mini cutting now, I think this is the end of my fourth week, and it hasn't gone quite, I think I mentioned this on the last podcast, it hasn't gone quite as well as I'd hoped because I have picked, um, or I have, yeah, I suppose I have snacked a little bit more than I would have liked. Probably only 100 or maybe 200 calories on some days, but obviously I've not stuck to my ultra low aggressive calories that I'd, I'd kind of liked. Um, um, I suppose my progress has shown, or my lack of, or lack of progress has shown. Not that I haven't, because I've lost about, I've still lost about four pounds, I think, over these four weeks. Um, like after kind of like the initial carb drop, glycogen, etc. But it's just it's, I haven't lost as much as I maybe have hoped, because um, I thought I was going really uber aggressive. But yeah, it hasn't really happened. But there we go. It's one of these things. I've had things pop up like social occasions so that my birthday obviously went out for that massive amazing burger at the uh, local station smokehouse near me which is incredible if anyone i think i mentioned it on the podcast last time but get to rocks and go to that um yeah but other than that usual so still training sessions gone all right um lifts going up which is good despite being in a deficit so which is a, a positive thing so when i get back to gaining again i'd like to see that continue yeah and all my clients are smashing it so um Happy bunny. Basically. What can you ask for? How's the uh, home gym? You still enjoying it? Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah, always, no, it's good. yeah, go on, sorry. No, I was just going to say it's convenient. Um, the, the, just the lack of travel time. So where I used to train is a good 15 minutes to 30 minutes, depending upon traffic drive away. Um, and I no longer have to do that. So mm. obviously it just saves quite a lot of time. Um I don't have any opening hours to worry about, obviously. So I do get up at 5.15 to go do it in the mornings. So it can be pretty early. I am probably overusing caffeine slash stimulants a bit, but that's the only stimulants I really use. I don't really drink a lot of coffee um, during the day, generally, other than the odd one or two, maybe, but usually one. So Yeah, I, I think it definitely, obviously, if you've got the cash to put into it and the space to do it i think it's just it's more the opening times more than anything it's like 
half eight, you know, oh, I can't go to the gym because it closes in half an hour or whatever. Whereas, like, ah, oh, doesn't matter. I think I, 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 right. I quite like training quite late as well. I don't know what it is. I like doing that and just having something light and then going to bed. Like, it's nice. I've done it a few times when I used to go to a 24-hour gym. And when I've been in America, we had our own gym on site. So you just go whenever. Um, I, I quite like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know whether the motivation would be there when I'm on my own of, like, uh, there's just something about it when the gym's full and everybody's like pushing it and it kind of like pushes you to do it a bit more. It, I don't know. This interest, it's interesting you say that. So I had this conversation. So your client Ben came mm-hmm. around last Sunday and did a leg session with me um, because I haven't seen him in a while because obviously we used to train together and we now no longer do because obviously I've moved gyms. Um, but he came around just for a leg session just to catch up and stuff. And I said to him, like, actually, my intensity has probably gone up because I no longer sit there and chat like I probably would. I'd socialise too much in the gym. And actually, now I just, well, the only people I can socialise with is my fucking Instagram, let's be honest. <laughs> uh, that's the only thing I can do. So that's the only thing that stops me training is if I'm too busy filming lifts or if I'm too busy just messing around on Instagram. Mm. So otherwise, other than that, yeah, I'm just, just get to it. So no, I, I don't, I actually probably think my motivation during training has got better. Yeah. Saying but, that though, all my like pbs that i've ever hit i think i've all pretty much been in an empty gym yeah because you're not afraid of failing in front of people i think yeah yeah probably it's got something to do i think you're just focusing on it i used to find that when i trained on my own even when i was in like the gym i used to try on my own and say ben or someone a training partner wasn't there i'd get through it quicker as well just mm. wouldn't rest oh as yeah, well. yeah i just yeah. just get through inside and obviously that then would feel like because of the density of your training session is obviously what more dense because um, you obviously get the same amount of work done in a smaller time, um, you then feel like you've had a like a super hard or super good workout because mm-hmm. obviously it's just even if you've done kind of like a similar. Um, but yeah, that's no, cool. So I, I'll be honest, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it a lot. So that's quite a nice way of socialising with a friend then, because I suppose if you say right, okay, come round, we'll do legs in the morning, or you could have said, oh, we'll go get breakfast, or we'll go drink coffee, or we'll go for some beers. Um, so it's quite a nice, nice social thing to do. Um, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, something that I did with. I've done it twice with Alex this week, actually. Um, giving away about, the game, giving away the game here. Yeah, I said. Um, oh, it was, no, you said you said you. No, hold on. You said you did it twice with Alex this week. But what about socialising? <laughs> she wouldn't be that lucky. God. No, I. We. What did we do? We went shopping, hockey shopping, uh, and then. Um, I said, oh, let's go to, the, I'm quite enjoying those uh, like Ninja Warrior course things. Uh, there's one in Manchester, it's a bit of a trek, so they've just opened one up in Stoke, which is only like 25-ish minutes away. Um, so it's a bit smaller and it's a bit more aimed at kids, but you push the kids out of the way, it's fine. Um, so uh, so we said, oh, you know, let, let's go there. So that's like a good hour of like basically doing pull-ups. Um, so that's quite a, you know, quite a fun date. Uh, going and doing stuff um, and then yesterday I said oh you know I haven't been to the gym yet because I've been working all morning but let's go to the gym and then let's go and hit a hockey ball round on the pitch um, and, and then we'll go and sit somewhere and have a drink um, so it's like you know two very active things and again it's just a nice way of spending time with somebody you can chat whilst you, you are training or you know like we're just hitting a ball around and um, I was obviously giving her lots of coaching pointers and <laughs> stuff like that but it's just um it's just a nice way of being social, just chatting shit and just kind of, you know, enjoying the sunshine uh, when it's not raining. So, mm-hmm. um, oh, good. yeah. Well, obviously it does feel like a lovely segue. That's what we did it twice. 
we do kind of we, we skip one segue. I think it's too easy. We're gonna we're gonna roll around and get more of an update and then see if we can do it again. So it is kind of that is interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's an interesting concept, though, mate. It's because it's kind of like one of those things where you do kind of feel socialising and eating always goes hand in hand, right? So that's what we wanted to talk about in today's podcast topic. Um, inspired during the week again. Um, I think this was in our free group and not in our semi-private coaching. Um, someone mentioned about. I think Ed. You put out a post, didn't you, about um, what people doing this week, bank holiday yeah. weekend, etc. And someone mentioned that oh, I was not going to be great, or something along the lines. It's not going to be great because I've got family over and we're um, socialising, and that got me thinking. So I thought this is a really interesting topic because it's something that you do see very, very frequently that people kind of seem to immediately assume socialising and eating, as I say, tends to go hand in hand or they're closely linked. And I, it kind of got me thinking, like, why and when did this happen? Because it is kind of true. Like You do tend to think that whenever you go out with friends, just go out for a meal or drinks or something like that. Um, or like uh, me and Johnny were talking before the call. So and it's, you know, it's, I've had conversations again um, about like family and stuff and saying like, well, you know, when you're trying to look after people's health in, in your family that potentially don't need to be encouraged to, to eat more, it's a difficult thing to do because it's kind of like, well, you know, you do tend to just socialise. You know, it's just kind of, uh, and eat it at the same time. So, like, well, actually, it would probably make more sense to do something different. So, the top things you just said, Ed, around kind of exercise would be ideal, obviously. But is it? It's weird that people think that that's alien. Yeah, I, I suppose thinking about it with like your friends or whatever, I do see it obviously working. Uh, like, it depends on what shop I'm. Uh, sometimes I work at the weekends when I can be bothered. Um, and uh, so this weekend, uh, I was working in Bakewell. So Bakewell is quite a, a, a rural place, um, but people go and you kind of there's coffee shops, the odd restaurant, but it's mainly people go to to walk and to to be out in the countryside. You know, you're in the Peak District. It's beautiful. Um, so people are meeting up for the day to go for a walk, and that's kind of what the day centered around. Obviously, you, you can only go so long without food and stuff, but. It's nice to, it's good to see that people are saying, right, okay, for our social occasion today, for our catch-up, for our meet-up, we are going to go for a walk. We're going to go and do this, like, I don't know, 5K walk around a hill or whatever. Um, and that's that's quite cool to see. But at the same time, though, if that doesn't interest that group of people, then that's the last thing they're going to do. They're going to go to Manchester on the train and they're going to go get pissed all day. Or they're going to go out and have brunch. Um, yesterday we were eating lunch and there was a couple of ladies that met up and they'd had lunch. Uh, that, that was their, you know, social thing. Um, it's, you know, not yesterday, Friday. Um, you, you, different people, different things interest different people, don't they? And there's some friends that I would suggest, oh, let's go to the gym and we can catch up in the gym. There's other friends that I'd say, let's go for a drink or let's go, I don't know, play some pool in a bar or something. like. Just different friends, different interests, things like that. I think that's one thing. Um, but, I don't know, it'd be interesting to turn around to somebody who you wouldn't necessarily normally do something physical with and suggest it and see what they what their uh, reply would be because uh, they might be oh you know it's a really cool idea or they might be like what the fuck jog on um you don't you don't know do you so yeah yeah johnny you got any comments i think it's almost become in maybe it's what i've seen you're almost considered odd that you maybe don't want to go out to socialize to drink or to eat and people say oh why are you not drinking why are you not eating Oh, it's that fitness thing again. Is this that fat loss thing again? Is this like, 
I think, how about you just fuck off and I'll do what I want to do? You know what I mean? Because mm. it's almost accept. It's like it's like the dieting work thing, isn't it? When are you going to eat proper food? What's proper food do you want? A Mars van and fucking Snickers, is it? Oh, yeah. So it's, it's, it's like that sort of thing. And it's almost seen as weird. You know, why, are you, why are you drinking? Or why are you eating that burger? Why do you want to come to KFC with us? Why do you want to come to McDonald's with us? Is that because, you know, I've got certain goals that, that those things are not really conducive to me hitting them on a regular basis. So I think people need to, because I think people are scared, almost not scared, but they want to conform, don't they? Mm-hmm. They want to conform to society as a general, which is, which is ridiculous because we're getting fatter and fatter. Um, and I do want to be the odd, like the black sheep, you know what I mean? Mm. So it's like, oh, well, everybody else is drinking white and I. It's, it's, it's pre-oppression. As a kid, you had pre-oppressed to do whatever. And it's almost the same now. But it's not so direct. It's not like, oh, you've got to drink. You've got to eat. It's like, go on. One, one hurt. Or go on. Just have that. Go on. Just have that. And it's like, people find, people can't accept, I don't think, a lot of the time, um, a different, a different way. You know what yeah. I mean? So there's always like going on a Saturday, right? I'm not going to drink. I think Why? sometimes, yeah. On that, just really quickly, I think it's also sometimes um, to make themselves feel a bit, a bit better. So like looking at it yeah. for myself, whenever we go out for like, say we went out for a family meal, I'd always be like, oh, so we're having starters, yeah. And I'd look to Dad first because I know he would be on the starter bandwagon. Um, and I'd look for that approval first before looking at anybody else saying, are we having starters? Because they're less likely to want a starter. Whereas I know Dad's a foodie like me, so he'll he'll want a starter. So I'll be like, oh, we're having a starter, yeah. And then I'll turn to like my grandparents or whatever. And they don't normally wouldn't, they wouldn't normally have a starter. So I'll be like, oh, we're having starters, yeah. And then because a few of us, mainly because I want a starter, so I'm forcing other people to have a starter, whether they want one or not. So I don't mm. feel like a fat, greedy pig. Um, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I, I mean, I guess maybe br- let's bring it back a bit. So, because it is for me incredibly obvious why we're talking about this being a problem, but maybe some people don't. So, I thought it's probably worth just kind of the context of why social eating being closely linked together could could potentially be an issue. So, I guess like I don't, I don't, I generally don't know where this started in terms of you know, kind of why it seems to be a cultural thing across like the whole world, as far as I can make out to have you know, like social gatherings and eat food with friends and family because it's something you do you know, i don't know if it's just because it's logical that it happened maybe uh, you know as far as humans have ever really kind of like evolved or been in in, in on the planet or in the world in that they you know you're gonna you have families you're gonna sit down and have meals together i guess because i don't know it just makes sense i reckon <laughs> it's probably a thing that's thousands of years old so <clears throat> you would invite people around to show off your wealth say because you've got a boar and you know millions of other things on the table um yeah. so you would have like a banquet or whatever with friends coming over and then it's probably just evolved slightly into more kind of having dinner parties or whatever and you know you have people over and you show off your cooking uh, cooking skills or the fact that you can hire a personal chef or whatever and then now more restaurants are becoming and there's more and more places to go and eat it's easier, yeah. isn't it? Oh, I'm, I can't be yeah. able to cook for 20 people, so we'll just go to a restaurant. Um, that's probably yeah. where it's coming yeah, that, from. That, that makes sense. And I guess, obviously, that's a bit of a spoiler there in that, yeah, you're right, in that thousands, if it was, say, thousands of years ago um, when this type of stuff happened, in those in that day and age where 
those types of generations of people probably didn't need to worry so much about the weight because the demands on physical activity were a lot higher then. Um, the I suppose the the food environment wasn't in as, as as big of abundance as it is now. So we now in this day and age, where food environment is obviously horrendous for us in all manners and that's obviously we've talked about that on previous episodes in terms of kind of food availability the types of foods that are available so the hyperpalatable stuff which then causes us to overeat more um as well as obviously the fact that we are more sedentary um than previous generations there's there's more and more automated stuff nowadays which means we just don't have to move i mean the jobs that we do are less manual for, for most of us compared to what you know you would have had to have done hundreds or thousands of years ago you wouldn't have to put it this way like hunter gatherer you wouldn't have to go and gather your food or hunt your food which was obviously uh, a significantly physically demanding job in itself so i guess there's that's the way to look at it it's like where it wasn't so much a problem now nowadays it is a problem so that's kind of why we now need to talk about it because kind of like well you know it shouldn't be unaccepted that you you know you're the odd you don't you, or you shouldn't be looked at as the odd one out by saying shall we go do something active rather than go out to eat or you know, or like Johnny's example, like you go out to socialise, but I'm going to drink calorie-free diet mixes. You know, I'm not going to drink alcohol. Um, you shouldn't be that 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 odd. Yeah, it's interesting seeing like the odd time where uh, Alex and I have been out with other people, and they'll be like, "Oh, you're not drinking," and she's like, "No, don't really drink. Not bothered by it." And they're all like, "Huh." Um, it doesn't happen a lot just because we're not very social but um, it, it happens and, <laughs> um, and yeah it, it, it's it's funny like, you know, it just people's look on their face like what what uh, but she will happily um, go and hang out with friends who are all going and getting pissed and she'll just drink coke um, yeah. diet coke of course jo- Johnny do you, um, do you do you think that so kind of like your, your general social butterfly that does do a lot of this stuff. Do you think they're kind of aware of the impact they might be having on either their health and fitness goals or if they don't have any goals, just their general health or weight? Or ge- someone, who, someone like general population? Yeah, general. Just, just, just anyone. So just, I'm just thinking like do, either the, the general population. So you could take the example of the individual in our group that said, oh, I've got family round. Um, and, you know, because they're in our group because they want to lose weight. Um, and obviously, the, 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 I'm assuming they're interacting because they're kind of trying to learn about nutrition stuff. But I'm just thinking, like, do you think it's something that's quite common that people don't really realize the impact that kind of aligning uh, food or, or kind of these sort of gatherings, uh, like, like meals, etc., with with obviously like all of your social experiences, what effect it has? Because I'm just thinking, obviously, even if you're not someone that socializes loads and loads and loads, like you know, like there'll be some people that socialize daily um, or weekly. You might be someone that only socialises once every couple of weeks or or every month, say. But do you think they realise that impact that it actually has on their weight? For most people, no. I don't think they do. Because we, people will gen, well, will grossly underestimate how much they eat and then grossly overestimate how much activity they do. So they might think, right, I got family over, I'm do a Sunday roast and we know how they can go into the well I won't say thousands but 12, 13, 1400 calories depending on what you put with it then you're probably going to have dessert 
And I don't think people are going to be thinking, oh, that's going to be 2,000 calories now. They might be thinking, oh, yeah, yeah, maybe six or 700. Maybe the cheesecake is like 250 or something. Mm-hmm. So I think they grossly underestimate what, if that's once a month, then, okay, it's not too bad. But if that's every week, then you're going to be massively impacting your weight loss goals. <clears throat> and if you're someone who is, you know, actively looking to lose weight, then you're probably not the person who automatically adjusts the calorie the next day because you just don't feel hungry and you've just got that. Um, your, what am I trying to say? Um, your hunger signals are working well. You're not the sort of person who's going to go, oh, next day, I'll just automatically cut calories down. You're probably not going to do that. So you're never compensating for it. But yeah, I think in general, people are very unaware of the impact that it can have. But then on on the other hand, I think also people do make an excuse to overeat. Oh, I got family with today. I know it's going to be bad. So they've already said, I know it's going to be bad. So they know, oh, I've told them it's going to be bad, so I may as well just make the most of it and just slam it anyway. Because we know that's going to happen. We know people who've said, Oh, yeah, it's going to be bad this weekend. You know they're going to slam loads of food at them when they don't really need to because it's a social situation. And I understand that people, like, if you haven't seen family for, like, six months, then it's a bit of a special occasion. But I think sometimes people are aware it impacts them, mm-hmm. but they don't do anything about it. You know what I mean? How The thing is, though... Just something to think about. How does what you're eating and how much you're eating impact everybody else? Are they? Is everybody else seriously around the table going, oh my God, she's just having a salad? What the fuck? Why is she just having a salad? She's not having a starter. She's not, she, she's not having six glasses of wine. Must be something wrong with her. Like, people aren't really thinking that. They may go, oh, salad. Yeah, that's what I fancy. Okay, cool. Just having one glass of wine. Yeah, I'm driving tonight. Okay, cool. Like that—that's the extent of it. But people, I think, like they feel maybe pressured or obliged for for, for an unknown reason to have the triple cooked chips with the deep fried cod, or you know, I, I don't know, just you know, with a lard starter and the triple velvet chocolate fudge cheesecake for pudding. Um, we, we don't need to go for those options. Um, no, it's interesting you say that because obviously I just want to bring you back to your point around the uh, pressure circumstance yeah. of uh, starters. Obviously, it's interesting because I, I know what you're saying, and I think for the most part, even if people did make a comment, say, "Oh, why are you having a salad?" Like if you said, "Oh, I'm just trying to lose weight," most people would just go, "All right, whatever," mm. and just like, and literally forget about it. Or even if they did, because of it, maybe triggered off some of their own. Um, feelings around it because obviously that's something you often see is people trying to sabotage because obviously they get triggered by someone else trying to make an improvement in their life and maybe they aren't um, but even if that did happen usually it'd be forgotten or gone like before the salad's even eaten kind yeah. of thing so it certainly shouldn't be something to worry about but it's interesting because obviously we do worry so why do we worry social acceptance do we think I don't know just my thought yeah. social acceptance if say i went down to the hockey club and i didn't drink i like i'd feel like i'm not being part of the, the group um yeah 
uh, that, that's kind of yeah. Yeah, I think I mean it, it kind of makes sense because I guess uh, and, and I, I don't know at all how evidence based, which it probably isn't evidence based in the slightest, but it just feels logical, which I know that can quite often be a bit of a fallacy. But by the way, we I suppose survived all through evolution by creating communities and tribes and that's also why communities and tribes work so well in things like fitness and nutrition because obviously you create communities and tribes and people you know bond and and it kind of promotes motivates and that type of stuff but there's a probably a darker side or not darker side a negative side to to that in that we do seek that social acceptance you're probably absolutely right there that we want to be part of the group or tribe because if we weren't we'd get outcast and eaten by a saber-toothed tiger or Something on those lines. Maybe not so much a safety target nowadays, but or maybe yeah. I don't know. Maybe fear of missing out as well. Like, oh my god, yeah, we were also drunk last night, and you were like, well, I was kind of moderate, moderately sober. Um, like, have you really missed out, or are you actually winning because you're not really hungover the next day? Um, mm. Yeah, I, I think there's probably a, f- a few things at, at play, um, but I, I think they're kind of. <laughs> it's funny because a lot of these things come down to social pressures and social fears and stuff don't don't they with you know obviously the main topic of today but then also when we're looking at body image that's quite often down to the, the fear of what other people think of you stuff like that and um yeah it's interesting yeah i think um the i want to i don't want to say binge eating mentality but i guess that kind of the only any phrase that fits but that also comes into play a bit like the fuck it switch um in that you go out to eat and because you have had something bad, because you, you, you're socialising, you're going to a restaurant where, you know, like take today, for example, my mum's, um, well, say my mum's birthday, mum's birthday was Thursday, but she's had like a fucking birthday week of celebrations. Um, we went to uh, a Sunday lunch uh, or place for Sunday lunch today and, you know, you're like, it's an amazing Sunday lunch. So if anyone look at my Instagram, it's fantastic. But it's like loads of roast potatoes, the world's biggest Yorkshire puddings, um, roasted carrots and parsnips, all of the veg they serve in bowls with like butter and stuff all over them. So it's not a low calorie meal by any stretch of imagination. Yet we all sit and have desserts. So it's like, you probably need to do that. But it's kind of like, well, you're out and you had that bad meal. So fuck it, I'm just going to have dessert now because I've already ruined it. So I guess that also comes into play. And that probably intertwines with the social pressures and the social acceptance aspect that you're looking for. You get one person that isn't worrying about the weight and they start saying, oh, I want to have dessert. So come cool. on, someone have dessert with me because I don't want to order my own. A bit like your starter example. And all of a sudden everyone's having desserts. You get forced into doing it almost because you just feel like I should. So, um, also, okay then, so let's try and help people out here then. So if that is the case and that you've got dickhead me over here telling you you need a starter to make me feel better um, and then you've got, on the flip side, I don't know, my mum, who's the dessert person, she'll skip a starter to have a dessert um, and she'll be, right, well, who's having a dessert then? So she doesn't feel greedy. Um, all their ways around conforming but not flipping the fuck it switch. Yeah, Johnny, coming to you because you haven't spoke for a while. Say it again, sorry. <laughs> sorry, he was, too busy re- he was too busy reading his post. It's <laughs> <laughs> just done an ed. Yeah. Um, so, talking about we're talking about social eating, Johnny. Um, eating out. Um, basically, <laughs> saying... I hope he knows. I hope he knows that bit. Yeah, that bit we're, we're live on the podcast, Johnny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, basically what I was saying is how do you 
conform uh, to people, you know, say you do want a starter, say you do want a dessert, how do you get around having those but not flipping the fuck it switch and having the, you know, the, 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 the highest calorie starter and the highest calorie dessert? I guess if I can just add in, just re, just maybe slightly reword it, just because I think, well, I'll just chip in my bit. Um, how do you conform without completely ruining anything that's going to ruin your goals, your weight loss dieting goals? That's what I said. Here's what you said. <laughs> you aware of your trigger foods for one? So if there's a dessert menu and it's all things you're going to go slam and you're going to can't stop, then don't have anything. I know it's like, I'll probably think what people want to hear it, want to hear it, but if that food is going to trigger you, just don't have it because you know you can't control yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, I, if it's just cereal for me, for example, then I know I can eat more, so just won't have it. So that's the first thing before I, you have got. I said that today, mate. Sorry, I don't know if it's a language. I just want to chip in. I said that today because uh, around my parents' house after the meal, my mum opened a bag of honey roasted cashew nuts. I had two and ended up having about 15. I was like, I really wish I hadn't had those two. Well, yeah, exactly. So things like that. If you know you're going to have loads of them, then in the ideal world, don't have any. It's like, if you're a starter and a dessert person, if you like all three courses and you've got weight loss goals, then you know you're going to have to scrap one of them off, more than likely. Um, you can look at... <coughs> If you know where you're going for food, for example, then try and look at the menu. So it may not give you the calories, but at least you go, right, there's tomato soup, which is going to be less calories than a gigantic chocolate brownie. So you go, right. For starter? Huh? Brownie for starter. Or if you <laughs> like any three courses. <laughs> so pick the lowest calorie option. And plan your food in advance because you can go on any most places go, go websites now. Even the small local pub has got a website these days with a menu on. Just look and see what is there that's going to be the lowest calories possible potentially. Or if you know that whatever food you're having is going to be relatively high calorie or even high calorie, then compensate the couple of days beforehand and maybe eat a little bit less um, and <clears throat> fast on the day save the calories could be there's a few things you can do but but then again also you could do all that and then crumble under the social pressure potentially mm-hmm. depending on who you're with and I think it is a way like for me now like my mate thought I don't drink so I say look do me a fucking favour. Don't go on to me tonight because you know what you want to me. The more you're going to piss me off and more I'll just, I'll just leave. So there's your option. Either leave me alone then not drink or I'll just leave or I won't come out. And not say you have to do that but if you've got goals say to your mates when you go look please don't if you have any people who press you please don't do that today because I've got things I want to achieve and I want to achieve them. So just leave me alone when I order a salad or whatever. Don't bore to me. Don't tell me to order more. I'll just fucking walk out. I mean, I think, but no. I, I, for my personal experience on that is that the first time I was the hardest. 
once you do it once, whether it's ordering a salad or whether it's, you know, when, when you do the unusual, so you don't drink when everyone else is drinking or you order a salad and everyone's having burgers, you know, once it happens once, people then kind of expect it from you. So it becomes far easier. Yeah, 100%. It's definitely difficult, especially if, you're, if you, you've been that person. So you're the biggest of your group. It's definitely harder for you than if you're the one who always eats the most or always drinks the most. That is definitely really unusual for the other people to look at you and go, oh, not drinking at you. So hopefully your friends are decent enough to go, oh, well done, or whatever. But if they're a bit, if they're not, maybe not aware of how important it is to you, then just say in advance, look, do me a favour, this is going to happen tonight. Just leave me alone and leave me get on with it. Yeah. You've got to expect that, that inevitably you end up getting a bit of bants. You know, the bants, bants, bants. And that can be quite hard to take, can't it? Yeah. I was, when I, when I was well, between 16 and 19, I didn't drink anything whatsoever. And someone told me once, you'll regret that in later life worldwide. Oh, because you're, you're not drunk. This is just the most insane comment, one of the most insane comments I've ever heard. You're going to regret that when you're older because you didn't drink. So you're fucking insane. What? Mm. Funny enough, I didn't regret it. <laughs> you're not dead yet, mate. You might still. Yeah. I got another, hopefully another from in 70 years left so I prop my clogs, maybe 80. You'll be alright, mate. I'm sure you won't regret it. I don't regret it. Not, not, not a single bit. thing is, you just end up regretting everything you do when you did drink. So. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a lot more nights that I do regret than I don't regret. <laughs> <laughs> So, mm-hmm. so we, we, so obviously, I guess, like picking the healthier options is obviously an ideal strategy. Um, what are so the healthy options, though? Because unless you're very <laughs> calorie aware and you're kind of in tune to what sorts of things they add to foods on a typical menu, um, what would a healthy starter main dessert look like? I think I think it's such a hard question to answer because one, I think you, you hit the nail on the head for saying you kind of need to be aware already. I don't think mm. it's something that people can obviously just pick up because if you don't know, if you're not aware of the energy density of foods, or you know, and that's another good point you made. If you're not aware of how restaurants <laughs> tend to cook foods, i.e., they tend to put a lot of butter and oil and stuff, um, it's just going to be quite difficult for people to pick out. I, 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 I was in. It's also going to depend on the restaurant. I mean, if you're talking like general pub food, if you're talking like a themed place. Um, you know, type of, uh, world cuisine is it's a difficult thing to answer. I think. All right, I don't know so if, you just, were tr- if you were trying to go somewhere with it, but. a little bit, but just just the whole breakfast thing we were talking about the other day. You know, people thinking that uh, the other day earlier, people thinking that certain foods are healthier than others, and it's actually you no, know, they're really high in fat or whatever. Um, it, it was just making me think. You know, the amount of times you see people going, "Oh yeah, I'm being really healthy," and you're like, "You just had six avocados." Um, there's so much fat in an avocado. Like people don't realise because it's kind of classic. Yeah. So all right then. Yeah. So a few kind of options then. So on most menus, I'm just thinking of things that I like. Um, would you, if you were trying to be healthy or low calorie, would you go for the soup or the garlic mushrooms? Soup. Okay. Unless unless it was some sort of creamy really creamy soup and the mushrooms were not deep fried <laughs> or in a bath of oil <laughs> or, or or in a or a load of butter yeah so yeah. i mean i guess if they're garlic mushrooms there's likely going to be in garlic butter or something which obviously changes the game this is why it's difficult for people because mm-hmm. unless people know this it almost like 
makes it an impossible task. You know, like yourself will know because you pay more attention to it and you put and you know the energy density foods. But for people that don't, you know, they might struggle to decide what's the best option. No, oh, exactly. This is why I think it's quite good to maybe run through a few things. Um, yeah, okay. Prawn cocktail or bruschetta with the like diced tomatoes on. Johnny, second option. Bruschetta. Bruschetta. That's not crap. It's in meat, isn't it? <laughs> Your prawn cocktail what? is basically mayo, isn't it? So, um, oh, yeah. so if you have all that, then there's a load of mayo. But with bruschetta, though, you're thinking, oh, yeah, chopped tomatoes and a bit of bread. They've probably doused it in olive oil as well. So, again, it just depends on the restaurant, doesn't it? Yep. Uh, yeah. Okay. What I will say is, like, it's more likely the prawn cocktail, in my opinion, is going to come absolutely loaded in, like, uh, Thousand Island dressing or whatever sauce they use prawn cocktail. Like they, I don't think I've ever been to say like a pub where someone's had a prawn cocktail and it's been like a, I don't know like fine dining style, a few prawns and a like a prawn, a Thousand Island vinaigrette just slightly doused over it kind of mm. thing. It's likely going to get tons. I think the bruschetta just feels like you're more likely going to have you know like some crostini or some you know like some what what do you have the toast. That's kind of thing on the call, but crostini type stuff with some diced tomatoes and maybe that doused in some olive oil. So that just feels like again, it's a difficult one really. And I wouldn't say either of those are particularly great options, are they? Um, as a starter, for because obviously both of those could easily come in at several hundred calories, and by several I mean five, six, seven hundred calories potentially. I don't think I've ever seen anybody order a prawn cocktail though. It's the sort of thing you get given at a set menu, not something yeah. you order. Yeah, unless you're just a weirdo really likes prawn cocktail mm. weirdos um, yeah. yeah okay then desserts sorbet or ice cream well <laughs> ice cream but not for the calorie reasons <laughs> <laughs> never sorbet God, who eats sorbet yeah if you're Jesus. dieting well if, yeah I'd just go about mate really I don't like sorbet enough to have it <laughs> fair enough but it's an option yeah. Um, yeah. ice cream or cheesecake Ice cream. Cheesecake's horrendous. Like, if you've ever eaten at the Cheesecake Factory, that's how you know how bad it is. I once had the Snickers cheesecake from there. It was like 1,800 calories or something. In a I know they're big, but I thought, oh, my days. I'm glad I ate this before I knew the calorie content because otherwise I'd never have eaten it. So last night we went to Sainsbury's to get some dessert and the confession coming up. Um, but we were looking at the... I think I made Alex feel bad. <laughs> um, we, so we were looking at the desserts and they had all the individual ones and they do like the individual slices of cheesecake or the little like mousse pot things and they had mousse with profiteroles and I thought, oh, that looked really nice. So did Alex. She picked it up. Now I looked at the fat content on the top and bearing in mind there was, what, four profiteroles, Alex? There was about four profiteroles in the, in the thing with a mousse and a bit of cream on top. Can you guess the fat content of that individual pot? I'm, well, I'm thinking 25, 30 grams, but yeah. even then I might be under it. I don't know. I, I probably went that high because you obviously were implying it's high. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. But for an individual pudding, it was 30 grams of fat. Now, I've dieted on less grams of fat in a whole day. Um, yeah. it, it was mad, and uh, I kind of went, whoa, bloody hell. I could get a better dessert for, for the same calories. So then I kind of like, admitted to myself I was going to have that many calories in a dessert so I ended up getting a massive like trifle for four people exactly the same calories win-win uh, yeah but I, I would I would yeah I mean outside of the fact that it's obviously very poor food quality <laughs> yeah. but 
you know, you, you did well on the food volume stakes. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Four so, times the size, same so there's my confession. Um, <laughs> I didn't eat it all. I only ate half. Um, but yeah, still the other half for tonight. Uh, <laughs> you just you just reminded me actually of uh, you know I was kind of saying about my mini cut progress and faux pas. Actually, we went to Pizza Express on fr- Thursday or Friday. I think it was. I can't remember what day it was, Thursday, Friday last week. And they got Jenna's pizza wrong. Literally, they brought her pizza out. She ordered some sort of goat's cheese and said, can I add chicken to it? Like goat cheese pizza with chicken to it. So they brought it out, um, brought mine, started eating mine. They then brought Jenna's kind of separately and she started, she kind of sl- cut a slice of it. Then the waitress who originally served came running over and said, oh, I'm really sorry, it's the wrong pizza. They brought you the wrong one. Jenna said, oh, I'm really sorry, I didn't even notice. She'd already cut a bit. So it's a bit like, what are you going to do with that now? Yeah. So I sat there and ate two pizzas, pretty much. <laughs> so I was like, this isn't going well for many cuts, is it? But I was like, what am I supposed to do? I can't waste it. Exactly. Another, so, re- yeah. another reason not to go out for social occasions for food, but at the risk of something going wrong, you end up with two meals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Was it nice? Yeah, it was lovely, actually, to be fair, yeah. <laughs> Talking <laughs> Pizza Express, have you ever ordered one of their under 600 calorie pizzas? Oh, Laguerre, fuck that. I had this conversation, although it was not the restaurant one, it was the freezer ones they have in the supermarkets. I had this conversation with Jen McPhail and Dan Mac, Dan Mac Fitness. Don't you Dan just Mac feel Fitness. so cheated? Oh. Yeah, well, she was like, oh, they, they, she had oh, like a pizza for, I think the, for the ones in the supermarkets are way less than 600, like 400 calories or something mm. like that. I think it was the time those, um, what are they called, no-dough ones, the are they cauliflower base or whatever base pizzas yeah. they are like, when they came out and they were like oh you can have a, a pizza special gear one for the same calories and i was like dan have you seen these mate and he's like and he hadn't had one and he went and bought one like a week or so later and tagged me on his picture or his story whenever it was for it because i was like yeah that's why the 400 calories because it's literally the size of a fucking like glass coaster you know, yeah like and They're also tiny. the so middle's small. missing yeah, they cut the hole out of them. Yeah, yeah. Well, at least at least the ones in the restaurant are not small. Well, they are small, but mm. the reason there's hardly anything to them, like you say, is because they cut them out and shove some rocket in the middle. Don't they? Yeah, great. I love the other half. Yeah. But where's the rest of my dough? Where's the rest <laughs> of my pizza? That's the chef yeah. in the kitchen, isn't he? He's having the middle bit. <laughs> anyway, I think that, that's maybe that's one of the uh, the tips we can give. So if you go to Pizza Express, order the Legera because you basically get half a pizza. <laughs> that might be generous as well, half actually. Yeah. Um, have we got any more? uh comparisons or just a few a few oh. bits so if, if it says pan fried it's going to be pan fried and a shit ton of butter or oil um a lot of people say oh i'm gonna have steak and a salad but if you ever look at the calories of a steak like some steaks are really high in fat again like 30 odd grams of fat for a steak um yeah. so yeah, just on that then maybe, maybe it's just worth a tip like so you what's your better cuts of steak because sirloin's an out don't don't yeah. get sirloin ribeye Rib definitely out um <laughs> Fillet tends to be better. Um, basically, you're, you're the, the less tasty ones, unfortunately, um, because the taste comes from the fat. So, well, do you know what? I'm going to argue a lot, with of, the that, a lot of the time. Not all the time. No, 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 the, the only reason I'm going to argue is because I think you are with the majority in that I think most people do like the marbling in a steak gives it its flavour. Um, whereas I, I, I just don't really like the taste of animal fat. It's just not really. And I don't, and again, I don't think it's a psychological thing. I think it's, I just generally don't like the taste of it. So I tend to always go for, if I can afford it, a fillet, mm-hmm. or if not, worst case, like a rump or something, which again can be like pretty, pretty tough. And, yeah. You know, but <clears throat> they, are, they are the leaner cuts or um, something like Bavette steaks really good, actually. They're pretty, they're very lean. Um, yeah, obviously just like beef medallion. 
So I don't know if that's an actual cut or not. I think it is, but they tend to be pretty lean. So. Yeah. So steak and salad isn't always the best option. Um, yeah, especially when you've got the dressings on the salads mm. potentially as well. Um, okay, so yeah, but if pan fried, probably a bit of a no. Um, although a lot of that oil and butter and stuff probably would cook off, but still, it's probably absorbed into it, hence the flavour. Um, uh, chips or mash? Mash. <laughs> yeah, but what about if it's like a really creamy mash and it's loaded mm. with cream? Tough one. I think a lot of these things is you just again like if you're trying to diet, you probably want to avoid chips or mash. Yeah, a lot of places are really cool if you say can I have salad instead or can I have extra vegetables. A lot of places will do that for you. Um, I know Dad does that quite often. Uh, well, when he remembers he's supposed to be dieting. <laughs> yeah, most do. I think. I mean, I guess if you if you have to have potato, you could always ask for boiled potatoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, new potatoes. Or, or boring as fuck though, but yeah. Still. But. That's down to the restaurant, though, because they should be providing the flavour, shouldn't they? So. Yeah, but without adding fats to them, boiled potatoes. Like, So you either have to then saute them or pan fry them to make mm. them lovely, or obviously you have to add butter and herbs and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, you just add loads of calories to it, so it defeats the point. So it's a struggle. But. It's tough. Like sauces rather than cheese-based sauces. Mm. Yeah. Not wrong, well, you can't wrong with chicken, but you know what I mean? You know, for a, for a start, there's going to be less calories to start than, obviously, you find the cuts of meat. So you know you're lower calorie there. And then it depends what, you can have chicken and jacked potato or boiled potatoes or whatever. Then again, you've got the thing of, well, I'm not done a night out. Is that really, that's the next odd thing, isn't it? Is that really tasty? You know what I mean? Yeah. Wait for that. So I'll t- I tell you what, I mean, unless, unless you've got anything to add on this bed. Um, I'd say on Johnny's point there, it depends how often you go out. So if you're somebody who goes out, so I've got um, a client who goes out potentially two, three, four times a week for food, whether it's lunch or dinner. Um, and if you're going out that much, then I'd say, you know, it's not a treat. It's a regular thing. So you might have to be boring to fit your goals. Um, whereas if it was like, Say you're, you know, you've got kids, you don't get out much. When you get a babysitter once every couple of months, and you go on a bit of a date night, but a time between you and the partner, it's a rare thing. It is a bit more special, so maybe allow yourself a little bit more slack. Um, but if it's like, a, yeah. you know, if it's not regular, then you can do that because one little, you know, in- increase if you have an extra 500 calories, <laughs> it's not going to hurt things over the long run. Whereas if you're doing that four or five times a week, you've just thrown your deficit out the window. Uh, yeah, frequency definitely plays a big part in that. Um, okay, I was going to say, right, well, let's, so obviously talked a lot about, about like the better choices you could make. So let's kind of bring it around or bring it back to, okay, you're organising or you're trying, you know, kind of with just back to this whole thing of why social occasions are so heavily linked with obviously eating out. If you're going to do that, so you're going to eat out, maybe one of just is actually try and pick, air quotes, healthier restaurants. So instead of going to your local pub, that is going to all be pub grub, which is all the time, like very few lower calorie options. You know, they're generally like, unless you can get steak and salad without the dressing and the butters and stuff, or you can get like, I don't know, a sea bass and boiled potatoes. Um, it's going to be pine chips, cotton chips, you know, like burgers, that type of stuff. So maybe try and pick something that you can actually go like, you know, and without being like too 
broy, I don't know, like cheeky Nando's. Go to a Nando's where you can get something a lot low calorie, low calorie, like some spicy rice and macho peas, and you know some butterfly chicken. Which that type of meal comes in at like six hundred calories for the whole meal. You can have some like sorbet or some um, frozen yogurt for dessert. Winner, you know. A lot of your chain places now do. Well, who's going? Go on, Johnny. Go on, Johnny. As I say, if you've got Nando's as well, don't forget, you can also order it and pick it up and take it back to the house. Yeah, take away. So then you can have a a Halo Top ice cream for dessert at 300 calories a tub. (laughs) Or half. Or half. Well, people do laugh, but no, half's ridiculous. Half is ridiculous. Did you hear that, Paul? Did you hear that, Matt? Half is ridiculous. Um, what I was going to say was a lot of these chain places now have a section of the menu which is like the healthier section. So it's under 600 calories or 500 calories. Um, so it might not be the best quality food and the most amazing tasting food, but you know, you go somewhere like Weatherspoons. If you're just going somewhere for lunch, um, uh, then you know that, that, that option's there that they do have that lighter thing. Also, I, I'm, I'm finding kind of if you do go to nicer restaurants, they quite often cater for people who are more body conscious. So not everything is drowned in olive oils and that sort of stuff so you do you do tend to find a few bits on there which are pretty decent so like lighter bites things like that so yeah you could always you could always go fine dining because let's be honest the quantity of food in a fine dining restaurant could be very calorie dense but because of the quantity you get you're not going to be eating a lot <laughs> that's always a great shout yeah but also you you uh, end up having about six different um you either have six different courses or you go and have two or three courses and then you go for a kebab on the way home. <laughs> well, yeah. 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 Yeah, that can happen. That happens. That's before, that's, that's, sorry, mate, go on. I went to one before when it said something like, um, something like mashed carrots or something like that, like quite a lot of, but it, it ended up being like a little string of carrot puree sort of thing. It's what the fucking hell is this? Where's the rest of it? Because it was like, Honestly, it was like you said, it's so small, it's like unbelievable. And yeah, it was horrific yeah. prices. They had a bottle of wine, never eaten to quit. Yeah. There's a couple of restaurants down the road for me. Um, one called the Wildebeest, which is a like a really nice gastro pub, which is very fine dining. Um, and a place called Stoke Mill. They're literally five minutes down the road. I'm going to Stoke Mill on Saturday, actually. It's a birthday present from Jennifer. We're going for afternoon tea. But they're very much the same. You order something like a side of, like you order, I don't know, like your main, and it's literally like a less than a palm of whatever it, the main course is. Um, and then you have to order a side, which is like, I don't know, yeah, a bit like Donny described, really. Some sort of like carrot side would literally be like some carrot puree drizzled on the side or, or something. You're like, Jesus Christ, I'm paying 30 quid. <laughs> Taking your own chips. They usually are very, very nice. Yeah. They usually are what, mate? Very flavoursome. Yeah, oh, absolutely. It tasted fantastic. Both those restaurants are amazing, but um, you do leave feeling, oh, I could easily stop by the, by the chippy on the way out. <laughs> but, yeah, I've, d- I've done it on holiday a couple of times, been to a la carte restaurants, and uh, for two reasons. One is I'm still hungry, so we end up going to the buffet restaurant after we've been to a la carte restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> Horrendous. Um, yeah. Or, especially, especially at lunchtime, I've been to an a la carte lunch restaurant and been... Definitely not enough protein. This, but I have to go into the buffet and get some like cooked chicken or something, you know, to up my protein content because there must be like ten grams of protein in this meal. <laughs> I have to then go get some like a load of plate full of meat. Yeah, I've done that. 
They're all you can eat yeah. restaurants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we've done, we've done actually, actually, me and Jen have done that for desserts as well. We've gone to, I, thought, I remember once we went to a, an Asian a la carte and desserts were shit, like, you know, usual stuff like deep fried banana or. That was a fried ice cream. What's that about? Yeah. That was weird. Yeah, but yeah, and I was like, nah, we'll scrap dessert. We're not either of these. We'll, and then we just walk we'll into the, um, the buffet restaurant and get some dessert. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm getting about seven desserts. <laughs> just to make up for it. <laughs> anyway, anyway, we're really not, we're not, we're not actually living what we're telling people. We're not obviously leading by example here, are we really? So, I, th- I um, think it, okay. it, to, to add though to that, because it's quite a, quite a good comment, because like, I know recently I've been posting a few high calorie meals and, and serve yourself. But people have to remember, yeah, all right, we're nutritionists, we're supposed to lead by example, but we're not dieting. Um, when we're dieting, well, well you're all right, you're mini-cutting, but when we're dieting, yeah, we you know very much lead by these examples and we save calories and we uh, go for lighter choices, we do all the, the tips and things that we say every single week. But at the moment, we're not dieting. Well, I'm not dieting. So if I'm having a burger, it's because I'm enjoying a burger and because I'm maintaining or slightly gaining weight. Um, mm. Yeah, so <clears throat> I think that's that's worth bearing in mind. Um, sometimes, like I don't know if you ever get that when you go for a, somewhere and you do have a beer or you do have something slightly higher calories. Um, people are like, oh, you're eating that? But I thought you were like the nutrition guy. And you're like, uh, yeah, but I'm also a human and I'm not dieting. Uh, yeah. I get it, I get it all the time in the office. Like, and it, which, is, which is silly, really, because people should know me way, way better. Like they know the types of foods I eat, like I'm like, like burgers and whatever else. But when I do, people go, "You wouldn't eat that, would you?" I'm like, "That's like we're." I don't, I don't understand why you suddenly said that because you know I, like, like I, you know, I eat, I eat normal like the rest of the people. You know, it's just strange, really. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, yeah, cool, right, okay. So I guess like to bring some value and add some applicable stuff. So we've said about obviously uh, better menu options or going to a healthier slash low calorie restaurant. Um, I want to bring it back to obviously the point you made around like um, completely avoiding restaurants if possible. So I guess I don't know how to do this other than just to do it. So I guess just make a suggestion that next time you go out or you're trying to organize a social event or someone's trying to organize one with you, why not make a suggestion of doing something like Ed suggested uh, earlier, like going to, if you just want to make, going to the gym. If you, if you know if you usually both train or you could say just do something um that requires some sort of activity so the ninja warrior stuff was a pretty cool idea we're actually got a uh, uh trampoline dodgeball coming up at work soon that we're organizing nice. for um through our active workplace scheme so something like that would be mega cool you just go and play like trampoline dodgeball uh, how fun's that if there's a group of you you know there's six girls seven girls or whatever like how much fun's that like you just throw balls at each other because secretly you all hate each other anyway so um like that sort of stuff's really fun. Um, or like, so last weekend, great example. We went on a big family weekend away. Um, we went to some massive national trust house with big gardens. So we walked around that. Saw some really cool stuff. Then yeah, of course you know, we, we had a picnic. We took our own picnic. So instead of going into the cafe, spending like shelling out a fortune in a national trust cafe for not a lot of food. Um, we took a picnic and ate that in the rain because it's Britain and of course the only time we have a picnic all summer it rains um, and then uh, the next day we were like okay well, we're going to go and walk around whatever where did we go say Albans um, and we walked around there and, uh, and saw everything that I had to offer and then we went and walked around Harry Potter world like it's things that are active we're moving we're seeing cool stuff 
um, yeah, we had a great weekend away and it wasn't centered around food. We just went somewhere quick in the evening, uh, for food that night. And yeah, it didn't have to be this, you know, we've got to go to the most calorific place. It ended up being the most calorific place in the world because it's TGI Fridays, but, um, you know, it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't centered around the food. It was a case of, right, that's next door to the hotel. So let's just go there. Um, yeah. but it was, you know, it was more centered around the, the fact we're going to go and look at some cool stuff. We're going to go learn some bits. We're going to go see something that we all enjoy. Um, but we're walking around, we're on our feet all day, and uh, yeah, it was good. Yeah, okay. I mean, as I said, kind of the second game, really, other than just doing it, I don't really know how else to suggest it. Because mm. um, it's kind of like you just you just have to ha- have the mindset and just say, look, actually, it's not abnormal to go out f- to not go out for food, and actually, it should be normal to do something different. Um, I suppose, like Johnny's point around, if you explain to your friends or your family, like you know don't want stuff to initially always focus around food because, um, you know, it shouldn't have to, and I'm trying to obviously lose weight. Let's do something more active. I guess, like, as if you explain that, it should be more than acceptable. Yeah, it should be. Yeah. If it's not acceptable, then you may want to reevaluate your friends. If they can't yeah. support your choices, yeah, definitely. But at the same time, though, like we said, well, whoever it was, was it Brett said earlier or Johnny said earlier, the first time is always the awkward time, and then what... But then the second time, it becomes more, more more normal. Third time, more normal. Fourth time, completely normal. And then other people yeah. might start suggesting it. Because so. yeah. I, guess, I guess if you're like, if, if you've got a group of friends, or you could say like you and your uni friends, mate, who you don't see very that frequently, I suppose. Mm. Like if it becomes like a, a, a thing where you see each other like once, twice, three times a year or whatever, and you usually go out for drinks and burgers, um, why not go actually, let's, let's, let's start making it so actually we go out and we do, you know, like a rough runner. You know, something that we're going to do next week. And then you could actually say, well, we'll do that. And then we'll have a reasonable, like you could have a Nando's afterwards. So something that isn't like horrendously calorific. And obviously you've then got a good day. And you could then, that then but once you've done it, it starts to become like a regular thing. You could make it a, a bit of a tradition that we do. Oh, we do like an active thing. And then we have like a, you know, like an earned meal afterwards almost. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. We don't do that, but we should do. Mm. Mm. Okay. Be- Beach football or beach volleyball, obviously not in the winter. And then have a nice barbecue on the beach. Yeah. yeah. To be fair, we do take do your, stuff like that. Yeah. So. You said do do. Um, take your MS skinny burgers or your. Uh, I'll tell you what's really good, actually. As to do a light and lean sausage. I think I've talked about them before, actually, on the podcast. They're really nice. Have yeah. to look them up. They're like 65 calories of sausage and they're like chunky ones as well, not little triple R's like the heck ones. So um, I don't actually know how they. They just don't feel like the label's right on those. They feel like they should be more. Like, I'm going to find out a bit like those porky lights that they used to have where, actually, sorry, we got the uh, we got the macros wrong. We thought there were 70 carries. They're actually 110. I think are those jobbies. But, um, right, okay. Uh, I've got a couple more tips. So I guess we're kind of... The, the picking of lower calorie food ties into this a little bit. So kind of look at the... the Johnny's point of looking at the menu in advance and trying to pick out the better options. Um I suppose something like allowing room for that food is another option. So you can still use food as a as a, a social environment or social settings, but um, if you're going to do that, then don't just do the the whole fuck it thing we talked about, and actually just try and make it fit your general energy allowance. Which is basically what I've done today. I fasted all morning outside of two protein shakes and one can of Monster, which did have 50 calories in, 13.5 grams of carbs. Oh, my days, how dare I? Um, but to be honest, I needed that pre-leg, so I'm going to go into it without anything at all. Um, so I did leg session this morning. 
Um, so yeah, you just like I fast all morning. Had my um, massive, delicious roast dinner and cake for dessert, and then I've just literally eaten a, a ham salad, which literally is ham and salad. So you know, it's probably like two hundred calories or something. So you can make it fit. Is probably the the point I'm making. You know, I don't have to think because I've had one bad meal today that I'll just write off today and have you know all the food. Um, and I've hasn't even been hasn't been that difficult fasting. Um, even though I'm dieting, you would expect me to be quite hungry, but actually, it's reasonably easy. Good stuff. Mm. Good. Any more tips? Any more tips? I kind of mentioned fasting. That's another tip, but I guess that fits in with allowing just allowing them to fit your macros or allowing for the food. Uh, I, we covered quite a few, haven't we really? Um, I think it's just, yeah. I think the, the, the main, the main point, I think just to maybe round it up then that I want to have a home unless anyone's got anything to sort of add is just trying, you need to just find or think of ways of breaking that link between, um, socializing and having to be sent around obviously food. Cause obviously that relationship doesn't have to be, it shouldn't, be and it shouldn't be yeah, normal and I think it is that parts of changing your own mindset and changing your own thoughts about it being abnormal because once you start to consider actually it is a normal thing and everyone else should accept that as normal and it might you know the points we've raised around it being a bit more difficult the first time it may well be but after a while it will become normal just like most habits that's how most habits start you know they take effort to start with but after a while they become a bit more autopilot mm-hmm. definitely yeah cool definitely you panicked me there, Brett. The... I what? You panicked me because you said the rough runner next weekend. I think I'm working all next weekend. It can't be next weekend. Yeah, so I've just, I've just been spending the last five minutes trying to find the email. <laughs> the weekend after. <laughs> yeah, you panicked me. I was like, I'm sure I said it was the night. <laughs> It's the, the, it's the weekend after. Um, yeah. God, if it's the following weekend, I'll be stuffed as well, mate. Or if I, sorry, if it's next week, I'll be stuffed because I'm also very busy. Um, no, so actually, maybe on that, if people want to get involved, we do have a discount code, which we earn nothing off uh, off of. So we don't get any money for it. But if people want to get involved in, well, any of the, the, the Rough Runner events they have on, I think there's still three more of this year. Um, there's London on the 8th and 9th which is Ed and myself and Ed's client, Ben, uh, will be running uh, on the 9th in London, central London. So if anyone wants to get involved, I think the, we'll put it in the show notes, Ed, I'll send you to put in the link, but I yeah. think it's NNN coach is the code, promo code to get you 15% off. Um, triple N in capitals, capital C, OCH, NNN coach. Um, yeah. So, but obviously, we'd love people, if you're listening, and you like running, um, or you like obstacle course races, OCRs, then get involved. I'm sure it'll be a good laugh. You can obviously contact us, and we'll meet up, and we'll, we'll do it all together. So, we, I know we've got a couple of people from the groups that are, that are interested. I think Vicky Spooner said she's going to come, because she's obviously a big runner. So, yeah, that'd be, be quite sick. cool. Especially if you're London-based. We've got so many people who listen who are London-based, like Finsbury Park. So, um, just, yeah. yeah. Just up, get the tube in. London. Landon. Yeah, Landon Sun. I did a horse race once. Uh, I lost both my shoes and my socks in the first obstacle. What was it? 9.9 nine or 9.8k with no shoes or socks on. <laughs> what, was, what was the obstacle you lost them on? Um, Cargo. Jump over stupid thing. And then the mud looks deep, but not too deep. However, it was very deep. And then it's like really thick mud, and you couldn't get your feet down. So I had to rip my feet down, the shoes and socks were off. I was like, oh well, this is going to be painful for the next 10k. But I finished it. Nice. Well done, mate. 
was yeah, painful. Yeah, I, I imagine the um, the fascia of your feet were probably quite painful um, after running barefoot for that long. Yeah, it was horrific. That's why I've never done one again. Yeah, well, um, you can always, you're going to get involved, obviously, in the one in, in April next year, though, aren't you? The Tough Mudder. Uh, yeah, that's a week. Is it a week before I went away or the week after? Um, either way, uh, it's not while you're away. So you will be coming, John. Yeah, I'll show everybody up. Good. Obviously, well, it doesn't matter. You don't need to be shredded. They're easy. They're, like I said, that, I think... I mean, the rough one is only 10K, 5K or 10K, this, the, the rough run events, whereas Tough Mudder, obviously, the short one is something like 5K, but the, the full event is, I think, 10 to 12 miles. So obviously, it's a bit further. Um, but you get plenty of rest throughout because you, the, the obstacles do take, obviously, a reasonable amount of time to go over. And I think it does break it up enough that the distance then doesn't become so much of a factor because, obviously, you get that rest. The worst thing by far is the electrocution. I'm not going to lie. Having done two of them myself already, it was pretty bad. You get electrocuted. Not in the Rough Runner, but in Tough Muddy, yes. Oh, right. Fuck that. And, and, and genuinely, 10,000 volts worth. I got zapped what? by a, uh, an electric fence once, and it's not fun. No, they're similar-ish, actually. Oh, yeah, similar-ish. I've, my, my ex-girlfriend used to have horses that had an electric fence when they're horse, and obviously, yeah, they are a little bit nippy, aren't they? Mm. When I was doing my yeah. Duke of Edinburgh as a uh, wee teen, um, <laughs> one of the lads grabbed it and said, no, it's not on. And it was, you can either be on constant or on pulse, can't they? And this must have been on pulse. So he, when he touched it, it wasn't pulsing, or it was in the middle of its whatever. Um, so when I went to go and crawl under it, uh, or go under it, I obviously had a big backpack on, uh, one of the ones that kind of goes up above your head. And the wire got stuck between the backpack and my neck. And yeah, I just kept getting zapped. Was like, dzz, dzz, dzz. Yeah. <laughs> so I then I had to grab it to take it out. <laughs> so. I think they're built. They're built with a bit of a um, a lag or a timer, aren't they? So if you touch it and you take your hand off straight away, they don't go off. But if you obviously keep your hand on, they go off. Is that it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. I think so. I think I that's how they work. A so. few times. Yeah. Yeah, that's quite similar, really. So you'll at least you'll have a bit of an idea of what it's like. It is unpleasant, in fact, because obviously you. Um, you run through like tons of cables hang- hanging down over hay bales for about 10 meters. So you cannot not get zapped. Mm. It's impossible. You just run through them and you're like, ah, fuck, ah, and you just, just, just keep running. Best thing is keep running. It's like, so uh, the worst, the worst one was the first time I did it. We had to crawl under them instead. That was a, a low one. You had to crawl through mud to get to it. And mm. that was, they obviously hit you in the back or the spine. I remember that was like my, my literal, my back muscles just stopped working. You get hit and they just stopped working for like a, two seconds. You're like, fucking hell quick. And you, just, you try and move your arm, your arm doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like the, the game that was popular probably like 10, 15 years ago where it made the noise and then when the light went green or whatever, you had to press the button. The last one got zapped. Yeah, yeah, I hated yeah. that game. I absolutely hated it. I like wouldn't hold it properly so I didn't get zapped. <laughs> um, um, cool. Well, actually, I suppose on that, if anyone wants to get involved in the Tough Mudder one in April next year, get in the Facebook group, have a look, keep up to date with details. May. May, May next year, I don't know, sometime next year, you'll find out. Is there any more we need to, uh, I mean, obviously, always want reviews, please review, join the Facebook group, all that type of shen- shenanigans. Um, that's it? Yeah. That's it for me. If you like the podcast and you want more daily content, like the Facebook page. Uh. <laughs> you listen uh. for a reason. <laughs> uh. Uh. We have more weekly listeners than we do Facebook page likers. So, who are you? 
why don't you yeah. like the Facebook page? Yes, that is very true, actually. So, yeah, go. So, not, not everyone's on Facebook, I suppose. Mm, I suppose. Yeah, some like the Instagram page weird. then? Yeah, yeah. Actually, if anyone's interested, uh, I'm putting out a daily supplement review, um, a supplement series, infographics, if people are interested. So, is it only going to Probably. Three days, probably. That's all those worth <laughs> recommending. No, we'll, I'm going to go through the, the ones that people shouldn't use as well. Oh. So, yeah. Just starting with performance and the ones that actually have some efficacy. Which, yeah, I think I've done it in two days. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, no. Well, well it's, just, it's interesting. Hopefully people will, will find it interesting. So people love a good infographic, don't they? They do love an infographic. Indeed, yep. indeed. indeed. Right, shall we, uh, shall we wrap up there, Lance? Yeah, let's do it. Lance, um, Actually, I do have got one other thing I want to add, actually. If anyone's got any ideas for content, because obviously we do kind of make this up a bit. Let, let's, let's not be kind <laughs> Um, if people have got any ideas of content they want us to cover because they think it'd be a very interesting topic or they just want to know more about it and they want to know our thoughts, then get in touch. Email info at nncoaching.com or contact any of us on Facebook, Instagram, blah, 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 blah. Blah, blah. Blah, blah. Sound like my, my one-year-old. That's what she's like. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Awesome. Right, right. Push that button. See ya. Bonjour. Thanks for listening to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast. We'll speak to you all next week.